Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Last night the, the theater of bayt, if you will, that I touched upon was the beautiful dua of a forefather for someone to come many generations after him Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam turning to Allah and asking Allah Rabbana wabaath fihim rasoolan minhum yatlu alayhim ayatika وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ He asked Allah for four things, one, two, three, and four. And when we ask Allah, Allah may give us what we ask for, Allah may very well give us something better. And in this case, Allah took this amazing dua and even then upgraded it a little bit more. A little bit more. And Allah rearranged it. Allah took وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ and to purify them from item number four on the list and Allah made it number two. And Prophet Muhammad taught us that he's the, the response, he's the answer to his father's dua, to his forefather's dua, and the practical element that, that we were to take from that from, yet, from yesterday was for us to make dua for our kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. And when it comes to contributing to any noble cause, be it a masjid, be it care, whatever that noble cause is, the main intention is not necessarily us. The main intention is our kids and their kids and their kids. If you get hurt, that's one thing. If your kid gets hurt, that's far worse. We ask Allah to protect us, to protect our kids and our grandkids, so on and so forth. We ask Allah to accept the dua from us. The main point is, right, we want to take practical elements from these different stories and to taste that sweetness in our day-to-day lives. It's not just a story and we learn it and that's it, but we want to live it as best we can. Right? Allah reminds us over and over in the Qur'an to, 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 to focus on your faith, to prioritize your iman, and to live your iman, to do good deeds. It's not just the theory, but the practice. So last night we talked about Prophet Ibrahim making this beautiful dua, and the answer to that dua was the greatest person to ever walk the face of the earth Tonight I want to, to shift gears a little bit and I want to touch upon something else briefly. I want to keep it a little uh, shorter because it is a little colder uh, tonight and we're supposed to be people of Rahmah so we want to keep these things in mind. The only Prophet to come from, from the descendants of Prophet Ismail was Prophet Muhammad and Ismail comes from who? He's the child of who? We mentioned Prophet Ibrahim last night and tonight I want to mention the other parent, Sayyidah Hajar Salamun Alayha If you think about it, within our deen, within our tradition, there are so many countless opportunities for extra credit good deeds, for extra hasana, to capitalize on so many different extra credit things. Even then though, there are some things that we have to do. There are some things that are fardain upon each and every one of us. There are some things that are wajib, that are mandatory on each and every one of us. These are the five pillars. And the fifth one is hajj. And one of the key components of hajj, as we know, is sa'i. And if you think about it, what is sa'i? There are very deep implications to this. What is sa'i? We are literally walking in the footsteps of a woman who was in a desert, alone with her baby and she ran quickly she ran out of food and water they had very little supplies with them very little sustenance and so what did she do she went looking back and forth back and forth as we know seven times in the story of zamzam and this incredible story and we still benefit from zamzam until now 
But what, what, what's the practical element that I want to touch upon from this brief reminder? For us to think, how do we treat the women in our lives? For us as husbands, as fathers, as sons, as brothers, how do we treat the women in our lives? A lot of the time as Muslims, we have certain theories. The Prophet came and he helped the women in his community at his time. He freed the women in his time. He empowered the women in his time and we talk a good game and then we don't do anything. If anything, we, we may go in reverse. We may, we may do things that are even worse. So in a, on, a, on a practical level, when it comes to prayer, we need to think deeply about our prayer. When it comes to fasting, to think deeply about it. Zakat, to think deeply about it. Hajj, to think deeply about it. It is a part of our deen, a mandatory part of our deen to walk in the footsteps of a woman. Yet you have some men going and treating their wives and their mothers and their daughters in, in unimaginable, hor- horrible ways. And they claim that you know, their prophet is Muhammad wasallam. Who is your prophet really? Who is your prophet really? I know it's a bit heavy, but we need to think about these things because we're not going to transform as individuals, as families, and as communities if we don't take the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, connect with it, and think about it deeply, and then try to make practical improvements in our day-to-day lives. It's not just an idea. Some people, they go for Jum'ah, they leave, nothing changes. They go for Tarawih, they leave, nothing changes. They just want to go through the ritual, but there's nothing spiritual about what they're doing. It's empty. And the Prophet warned us about empty ritual practice. So we need, to, we need to think very deeply. Who is our Prophet? And who is he descended from Sayyidina Ismail? And who is he descended from Prophet Ibrahim and Hajar? And there, there are many lessons we can take from it, but the idea is for us to look at our history, because you don't just have the Prophet in a vacuum. Who did the Prophet come from, Ismail? Who did Ismail come from? And we have these amazing stories, but we want to connect with them and become better people because of them. Sometimes we think in Ramadan, let's become better Muslims. But if we're becoming worse people, then something is out of whack. We ask Allah to grant us balance. We ask Allah to grant us steadfastness. We ask Allah to make us the coolness of the eyes of our mothers and our spouses and our children. And in order for, if we want them to be the coolness of our eyes, we need to put in that work first to be the coolness of their eyes. Then we're going to find our du'as being accepted when we're asking Allah, رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ آيُنْ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا We ask Allah to accept that du'a from us. We ask Allah to turn all of our hardships into ease and we ask Allah to heal any pain that anyone has, especially these days. أَمِّي رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ